Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Whether you're shaving your balls or other regions, bowels. your bowels, <laughs> uh, whether you're, you know, you're, you're shaving that or, or, or maybe you're deodorizing them or you're using the crop duster or whatever it is you or want. Or the shower stuff, the shampoo and the conditioner and mm-hmm. the body wash. body wash. They got that too. Steve does smell good when he shampoos with Manscaped. Yeah. I, I, I referenced that. You just have. I did. I have yeah. talked about that before. Body wash. You got that moisturizing spray. You know what it is. What? Keyword is dangle. Manscaped.com. Promo code dangle. And all you need to do, all you need to know actually is that you're going to get 20% off and free shipping. So check it out. Again, 20% off, free shipping. Manscaped.com. Promo code dangle. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. I want to uh, start today's show with um, an interesting news story. Oh, yeah? I don't know how familiar you are with NFTs. And I was going back and forth with some some of our listeners, uh, Rick Calder being one of them, who Rick and I talk all the time. And we were chatting about NFTs because I retweeted a story from BBC News. Um, Jack Dorsey sold an Where? NFT. Jack Dorsey, who founded Twitter, sold an NFT for um, 2.5 million pounds of the first tweet ever tweeted, which is what he, you know, he was able to tweet that, right? Mm-hmm. So the person that bought it, bought it for over 2 million pounds. A lot of money. Mm-hmm. Tried to sell it the other day. I saw this. Highest bid, 6,600 pounds. Oh. <laughs> listen i'm not gonna yuck your yum if you like it cool but i i did some of those uh remember we did top shot for a while mm-hmm. those the cards nba mm-hmm. cards uh they have that my collection anyway is not taken off <laughs> in the way that i thought it might so uh, i don't know i don't know who knows maybe it'll go to the moon mm-hmm um, but uh, I don't it's know. funny you should bring up NFTs because this morning, as a Maple Leafs insider newsletter subscriber, oh, I got an email about Carlton the Bears NFT drop. Who needs Chris Johnson when you have Jesse Blake in his emails? <laughs> yeah, did you did you guys see those? No, uh, tell uh, us. So I'm I'm showing you the screen whispers. right now. So whispers. Uh, Carlton is dropping in an NFT collection where you can get the Carlton the Bear. Uh, like little emote things. Mm-hmm. Car- yeah, and then there's other versions where you see all of the Leafs jerseys. The next gen one looks fun. Um, he's wearing the 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 Justin Bieber jersey. The Saint Pat ones has an afro. Chia Pet. Chia Pet. Yeah. yeah. There's the the old timey ones. Got an old timey mustache and, and an old timey haircut. I think They're- I might prefer that one. So um, I looks believe like Paul McLean. 
I believe all the money is being donated. It's twenty five dollars each. Um, Carlton the Bear NFTs. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Um, I also want to m- mention this: the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, have Pride Night, um, and there's like a great story. Uh, Robert Malloy sent this my way um, about the. I don't know if you guys saw the the artwork done for it for Scotiabank no. Arena. Yeah, it's really really cool. Uh, Rosa Nazari is the Toronto artist, and there's like a whole thing on the Leafs, um, like a video. You don't even have to click a link. It's the video on uh, on Twitter for that. So we just wanted to shout them out and have a look at that. I think it's really great. Um, gentlemen, Adam. I know we have to get into You Can Bet That in just a little bit here because there's an Austin Matthews prop to follow up on. But I have to ask you. Oh, dear. In all seriousness, <laughs> how, how big is the Toronto-Philadelphia game and we'll talk about it again coming up here. How big is it for Austin Matthews' goal streak? Or goals, goals. I love it. Padded That's goals. That's four games from now. It's four games from now. And they did it again. I was amazed how many people tweeted me that they did it again. They Tell played- us what, what did the Flyers, for anybody that missed yesterday's episode, mm-hmm. what did the Flyers do again, Steve? Well, so Connor Sherry, who I'm going to remind everyone, was once a consistent line mate of Sidney Crosby, got the easiest goal of his NHL career the other night when all five Philadelphia Flyers decided to forget he exists and there was no one within at least 15 feet of him. And he made six moves on Martin Jones because that's how much time he had. Then they play the New York Rangers. And again, like Timbit's ass defense. Like just, I swear the Leafs played them like several days ago and the game was relatively even for the first two periods. You know how they take games off? Mm-hmm. The Flyers screwed it up. What do you mean? Because the last time the Leafs played the Flyers, the the Leafs got the impression that they could take games off. Oh, because they, 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 they took they were... the first 40 minutes off. And then in the third, they're like, all right, suppose we should win this. It... And then they crushed them. So it made them... It made them feel that maybe perhaps they were better than they are when the Flyers are just that bad. Yeah, like uh, I talked about this in Steve's Dang It's today. There are um, usually the worst teams in the league. They sell at the deadline, and then the rest of the season, they are awful. That's not really <laughs> happening this year. The, the Coyotes are still pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. The Sabres are somehow getting even better. The Habs are very competitive. The Flyers are shambolic. Those dudes cannot wait to be on a beach anywhere but Pennsylvania. Are there no, beaches in Pennsylvania? I don't know. Maybe you, there are. You, you got family in Pittsburgh. You tell me. Not, is, is not there Pittsburgh. A great there is not. Pittsburgh Beach? <laughs> there is not. No? Point State Park. Should I cancel my flight? You should. <laughs> Put away your Speedo. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going on my first flight uh, since uh, the pandemic began. Recently to sunny Winnipeg. Oh, when? In May. Uh, May 2-4. Oh, for a birthday. Or not birthday. Wedding. Fuck. That'd be a hell of a birthday. Big great birthday. For me to fly to Winnipeg for it. No, it's a wedding. Okay. Um, I don't remember where I was going. Well, we're talking that. about the, the Flyers. are players. bad. The Flyers are bad. Okay. So, so they got the Caps, Sens, Islanders. And then, I mean, Matthews has to be looking at that like, you know what? I got to hang five on him. <laughs> right? I think so. Leaves, they're going to lose that game. So, I'm telling you right. Um. 
Daryl Sutter has not been known to be the most talkative human being as a coach. Like I used to listen to, um, uh, I used to listen to radio programs that would make fun of how little um, he said. Uh, An NHL player once referred to his pregame speeches as a eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> they had, a, like, a, there was an LA uh, rock show called Kevin and Bean for years, and they would have a guy on there who sounded exactly like Daryl Sutter. Yeah. And, and, and they'd ask him, like, a big, long question, and he'd just re- respond, yeah or no. Yeah, no. But recently, he's been saying a lot of shit. Almost exclusively about the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, yeah, and how good they are. But I <laughs> thought yesterday's comments about the Golden Knights were great. And I want to bring these guys. I want to see what you guys thought. I can't wait to hear it. So when they have a full squad, they're favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Other, uh, uh, sorry, they have a $100 million payroll, so they'll have to figure out how to keep 20 of it out. And we were talking about this yesterday during the show, right? So he's like, when they've got a full team, they can win the cup. The problem is you can't play the full team at the same time. That's essentially what is to be gathered from that. And I thought that that was pretty fun. He is he's messing with people. This, oh, yeah. I'm not used to this from Daryl Sutter. Have I just not been paying attention? He's totally he's messing with the psyche of the Colorado Avalanche. Like, because we keep talking about the West is Colorado and the West is Calgary. And he's put all his effort into no, 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 no. It's Colorado. They're the team to beat. Mm-hmm. They're the team to beat. If they if they lose game one, oh boy, that's a huge upset. Oh, and he's he's trying to give them the yips. He's trying to give Colorado the yips. He's he's planting the seeds. With Vegas, it's interesting because I don't know what the strategy is there because they're three points out of a playoff spot. Uh-huh. But I think he might be looking at LA, who was such a good story for so long, but now Drew Doughty is out for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And there is a good chance they screw this up. I still think they probably find a way to squeak in, but if anyone's going to drop out, I think it's probably going to be them. Wow. And then, well, how will it land? They're going to get one of the, probably one of the wild card spots, Vegas, Mm -hmm. if they get in. Mm -mm. They'd get the division slot. Oh, that's right, because Pacific stinks. If Vegas wins their games in hand right now, they will pass LA. Wow. And they have the third spot in the division. It's a, it's a shame what's happened to the Kings here because they, they've just kind of run out of runway and their their season's kind of crumbling in front of them. Um, well, they've gone one and four in their last five. It's their fault. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, they got a, like an amazing season out of Cal Peterson. Yeah. And then Jonathan Quick, like he's had his Jonathan Quick season where he's unbelievable at times and then a little awful in other times. Alan but, Walsh client and Leaf draft pick Sean Dursey. <laughs> Sean Dursey is the kicker That's around been too. Great. And it it just seems like they're gonna they're gonna fall out of this and Vegas is gonna pass them with all the strength that Vegas has. Like I said, if they just win their games in hand, it's it's over. I still think there's a strategy there. He's trying to brain ninja. Which team? So? Vegas. Yeah, like, I wonder if he's just planting seeds. Well, I, I, you got to think he's there's, he's got a little bit of an allegiance to the Kings too, because he won cups there, right? He mm-hmm. could. I also wonder, like, if he's just looking at easy targets, like <laughs> just teams around the league who have players who read everything and get pissed off. Jack Eichel. <laughs> I I was thinking it, but you said it. Yeah, yeah. I mean him. And, but, I, I if mean, anyone is going to read it and take it personally and remember it forever, it's him. Well, who gets who gets mad at that though? To be honest with you, like he said it, they have a hundred million dollar payroll, so they have to figure out how to keep twenty out. That's what he said. 
I mean, it's absolute shenanigans. I mean, if, if is what Vegas is doing this year worse than what Tampa did last year? Try to forget that Tampa won the cup. Well, I mean, Kucherov did did have a real injury. They probably just delayed his comeback. It's surgery. Yeah, yeah. So then the Vegas has real injuries too. It's That's not like true. guys aren't injured and mm-hmm. they're not on LTIR because of their injury. They just happen to be. They have three guys going LTIR on the same day. Yeah, and the <laughs> NHL has been uh, more stingent about checking up on guys because of what's been happening over the last couple of years. I know that uh, Shea Weber got extra checks over uh, the last uh, draft when Montreal was like, okay, Shea Weber's going to be out for the rest of forever. Right. They, they made him go see doctors. They made him do all these extra checks to make sure that his injuries were legitimate and all this stuff, even though everybody believed him. They're like, we got to do our due diligence here because the other GMs are complaining. So I, I don't believe that Vegas doesn't have the actual medical information to be like, okay, this guy's got this. We can keep him out. Um, but the team I would who I would be like, okay, they might be a little spooked here by Dale Sutter's comments is Edmonton, because that okay. that two three is going to end up Vegas and Edmonton. Uh, I am picking Vegas in that series. I don't trust the Edmonton Oilers to go up against Vegas and win that in seven games. Not Man. if the full payroll, not if all hundred million dollars yeah, is well, deployed. I do not know what to make of that team. Um, They've kind of not been the national story they were. Right. Yeah, but what's weird is they'll rattle off like what was it, five straight wins, mm-hmm. and then just get shit kicked by the Wild, killed, killed. The Wild are good though. Yeah. Oh, that's what you mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I see what you're saying. I there's ah, uh, it's they're a little bit like the Leafs in that like could you see them winning? Yeah, sure, but I won't believe it until I see it. Right. And they're kind of one of those teams. If I'm Edmonton, I'm rooting for LA to get that slot cuz I think that's a better matchup for us. 100%. Right. 100%. I think LA before the Doughty injury, I think LA wins that series. I think all bets are off now. That's a huge wrench in mm-hmm. the in the cogs of the West. One thing that I'd be interested if it ends up LA Edmonton, which it could, like Vegas may fall back and not uh, pass them. But uh-huh. I want to see Philip Deneau go up against Connor McDavid and see if Deneau oh. does what he does last playoffs and just shuts down the best player in the world. Ooh. You know, Deneau versus McDavid. That's the big matchup in that series. I had it. Well, and you don't know? forget the player who makes Philip Deneau is line mate Trevor Moore. Obviously, yes. <laughs> Who's having a great year? Who's having a great year? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That started with a goal against the Leafs that I saw in person. Cool. Great, super. Yeah. yeah well, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, that is going to be a fun one, and I think you. Th- so, Jesse, you say Vegas is going to surpass LA? You think they can I do it? I'm kind of. It's. It's for me. It's a toss up. Like I look at the games, and I'm saying, okay, LA is falling off, and Vegas is heating up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, the I think the smart pick would be that Vegas uh, recaptures those two games that they have in hand. And they pass them in points. They get four points there. They end up with 89 over 88 if they were equal in games. But there's still, like, what, four, six games left? Who yeah. knows? They have to go at least five and one in those six games, I think, to give them a solid chance, unless LA keeps falling. Adam makes such a good point, though. Like, who the who wants to go up against the one-two of Kopitar to know in a yeah. four to seven Jesse series. made that point, but uh <laughs> you did? Yeah, it was Jesse. It's okay. Sorry. He sometimes make a good you point. say things and then I think about them really intensely. It's okay. Yeah. Sometimes I get angry tweets about something one of the two you of you have said. Know. 
No, I, I said that. He I said, said to no. You said that? Yeah. Sometimes I like, get eight I get you guys confused ago. all the time. So people, sometimes people will tweet me and be like, I don't know what the hell you were saying. I'm like, you're right, because I didn't say it. <laughs> every, every dumb thing I've ever said is something you said. It, I get blamed for a lot of the things that, that, or if I say something and you agree with it, and yeah. it turns out to be wrong. It's Adam. You're an idiot. Steve, I still love you. Yeah. <laughs> People will tag me and I'll be like, I said that. <laughs> I'm the dummy. Stop that. Can Sorry. we officially Sorry, rule out Vancouver and Winnipeg? I mean, Winnipeg, yes. Vancouver. They're only one point up on Winnipeg. Mm. Yeah. I just like the Canucks a lot more. Mm. And they've been playing well recently, winning games that they have to. Four in a row. Yeah. Winnipeg lost to friggin' Detroit's. Um, in a must-win game, and yeah. they lost to Detroit in a must-win game. Vancouver beat Vegas. They're yeah. not the same. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, Vancouver. They give me the vibes of uh, like those early Rhymer year teams where they're going to be fun to watch down the stretch, but they probably ultimately fall short. Mm-hmm. It's too many good teams to pass. It's nice that in the West we have a race this year. Like it's really yeah. close. Because you know. there isn't shit in the East. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been for a month and a half. Maybe two now. All right. And oh, who knows if four. um yeah. if LA, like, maybe they sneak into the wild card after falling back and Vegas catches them and then Dallas is out. They like, could. That's a weird scenario, too. They could because it, what about the one-two of Kopitar and No <laughs> could get them into Sorry. I'm glad I'm I said that. I'm, glad. <laughs> I'm really glad I said that. Hey, I want to ask you about Toronto versus Washington. Because there was a time where I used to be able to make something of like, okay, I kind of know what this is going to be going into this into the game, right? For a few years, it's Washington dominant team, Toronto on the come up. What do we what do we think about it now? How do we look at this game now? I think it's two desperate teams. Um, you know, in the in the context of uh, proving themselves, and I think I think we're in for an underratedly great game. I do. Because the Leafs are obviously saving it for tune-up games. Uh, The Capitals have a reputation of doing the same. And I think that's what's... uh, What we're going to see is two teams raise the stakes. And it's going to start with the top two goal scorers. Right? So there's Ovechkin and Matthews. This kid is the best goal scorer in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show him what the best goal scorer in the game looks like. I've been the best goal scorer in the game for over a decade. You're going to learn, kid. Remember that game in the very early Matthews years? It was either his rookie year or his sophomore year. Where Ovechkin just straight up slandered the Leafs after morning skate. Just <laughs> Well, he used to just he used to toast the Leafs. He just straight up slandered them. And then he went in. I think he had a four-point game he factored into. I think the Leafs lost 4-3 in overtime. He factored into all four goals, and he had the overtime winner. But Matthews had, I think it was two goals and one assist that game. Mm. So, like, Matthews had a spectacular game, and Ovechkin's like, great game, kid. And he just comes out, and he does even better. But it's been a few years. Matthews has learned a few new tricks. He's gotten a little bit older. I think we're in for a show. I think it's going to be a spectacle. I can't wait to watch it. That will be fun. Can't wait. Very excited about that. Um, How I, often do I say that? I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't know what to expect. It. No, I know exactly what to expect tonight. 
Both team superstars are going to look to kick each other's ass. And Jack Campbell is the confirmed starter. So he is back. And uh, in a game against Tom Wilson, both Simmons and Clifford are in the lineup. <laughs> oh, hey, no way. <laughs> Steve, you were super happy pre-show because the Leafs are going with your defense pairing that you like the most. Can right. you tell us what that is? Riley Labushkin, Muzzin back in the lineup. I'm not sure why he missed last game. I guess it was day. undisclosed. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so He's Riley... hurt. That's why. Well, I fucking hope not. Uh, Riley Labushkin, Muzzin Brody, which... If he's healthy, I think is a spectacular pair. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lilligren Giordano. And I think those two bring out the best in each other. Boy, do they ever. Yeah, which means Justin Hall sits. Now, since he was awful, god awful, at the beginning of the season, his numbers have been very good. Like, the Leafs get the majority of shots. Of course, he chances um, when he's on the ice. I, what I cannot look past, because, like, that's a true thing. And you can tell when you watch. He's he's better. He's an improved player. What I can't help but notice is, you know, when I'm breaking down goals and I'm looking at who was on the ice and I'm looking at whose responsibility it was, holy shit. Like, he's on the wrong end of so many of those. So is it possible that a guy can be on the ice, do the right things, his team gets the majority of shot attempts, they get the majority of shots on goal mm -hmm. they get the majority of chances but the chances he gives up are legendary like does he have a little bit of jake gardner mm. right like when it when it came to jake gardner every number was in his favor like all the advanced stuff all of them yeah. all of them but like not even the not, not terribly advanced you know like this team gets more shots than that team you know and <laughs> when players play with him they uh they get more offense than they have to do defense. It, uh, when they play with someone else, it's the opposite. And then you would watch the goals that go against, and you're like, Jake, what are you doing? And before him, Brian McCabe. Oh, but then but then you look at the number of chances, and you're like, well, there's a chance in the offensive zone, and here's a chance in the defensive zone. Not all chances are equal, mm -hmm. right? And uh, the the Leafs have a big problem moving players from the front of their net and for all the good things that he does justin hall cannot do it he can't do it and we've seen over and over again that he can't do it you know what's interesting about this leafs lineup is all six all seven defenders they have kill penalties right that wasn't always the case no it certainly wasn't and a big thing keeping Hall in the lineup uh, over the last couple of years is, you know, a guy gets hurt or, you know, you want to change things up. Well, not everyone kills penalties and he does. I'm very excited to see how this goes because this these are the six that I've wanted and I don't think they've ever played together. I don't think they have either. And the, the other thing that, and, and this is a credit to Kyle Dubas and the staff. They've Sorry. only existed for a couple of weeks. Like Giordano just got here. No, well, Giordano <laughs> just got here and Muzzin was injured when yeah. he got here, and right? Muzzin, so, and Muzzin's played like four games. Just oh, I know. I'm not, I'm it's not a saying... legendary six that never have played together. <laughs> I'm not saying the Leafs are dumb. I'm saying they've never had the, the I chance. Just, I just like the context of it's only been possible for like three games. Yeah, but the second, <laughs> the second... It was obvious that Giordano and Lilligren was a thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, it, here's what it is. Right, as right. soon as Muzzin comes back, this is what it's got to be. And Riley Labushkin. I didn't think that was going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. We need more catchy names. Uh, Mo Bushkin. 
Mobush. That's that's pretty good. We got one. Mobushkin. Mm-hmm. Second pair. What's the name? Muzzin Broads. <laughs> nope. We need something better. <laughs> TJ Muzzin. Nope. ZZ. I need to hear it. It needs to be like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Mobush. 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 You Mo-Bush. nailed one. We need two and three. Come on. We got Mobush. What's what? two? Geogrin? Geogrin. Yeah. 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 Let's go. All right. Yeah. Geogrin. We, go. yeah. go. we got yeah. one. We got two or three. What's, oh. We do one more. Brodzen. <laughs> Brodzen's not bad. Brodzen. <laughs> it comes in third if I'm ranking them, but it's not bad. We can do better. We can do better. Jake and Bake? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But you could just make any partner he's with Bake. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Jake and Bake. No? No, we don't want uh, no because because no. then you could say, oh yeah, he's baking a. What about buzzing? Turnover, <laughs> buzzing, buzzing's not bad. All right, Mobush, Mabush, 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 buzzing, buzzing, and Geogrin. Yeah, I like that. By the way, the I wanted Buzz. to, I did want to say buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. No, just buzzing. No, all right, no, buzzing like buzzing like a bee. Buzzing, tuzzing. No, Justin. Don't make it hard. <laughs> TJ Brezen. <laughs> um, what I was trying to say, or what I was going to say, uh, was that um, I, the thing that we have not talked about is one of the Leafs' best defensemen all year hasn't played for a couple months and probably won't play at least till the last week of the season. Sandin. Rasmus Sandin. And because of the additions they made in Labushkin and Giordano, I, I don't want to say they haven't missed him because I don't think that you don't miss a talent like that no matter what. Right. But they've been able to manage pretty well. I mean, unless the literally the only spot in the lineup for him, Sheldon Keefe has, has been public in he tried Riley with Sandine once and it sucked and he's not going back to it. So his only shot is if they take either they're going to healthy scratch Mark Giordano, which they're not. So let's forget that immediately. Or they're going to take out Lilligren and put Giordano uh, him with um, those two together. It's just not going to happen. So unless there's an injury, I don't see Sandine playing. I can see Sandine swapping in for Lilligren oh, for a couple games. You gotta, you gotta get Here him a couple games. You gotta get him, a but like games. even you have a playoff to see. game. Oh, playoff game for yeah. sure. He's gonna play in the playoffs, guys. There's gonna be injuries. Like, I don't think you do what you did last year with. I think the Leafs learned a bit of a lesson last year with. Um, they were up in the series against Montreal. They were up two one. They took. Sandine out for Dermot. Mm-hmm. Now the game went really well. Mm-hmm. Game four went really well. Um, they won four nothing. They put Sandine back in for game five, and he was terrible, and he never got it back. So I don't think during the series you can. I don't think you should screw with it just to see mm-hmm. the least. No, that's what got, the last week is for. They got cheeky. They got what they thought was all right. We're winning the series. We're going to win this series. Let's try something here. No. And that was bad. That that pair was terrible. It It was. They, they would have been better off sticking with Dermot. Like yep. just okay, we made a decision. Here it is. How do you win a game four nothing and change the lineup? You know yeah, what I mean? I think that's it. No, it's a good point. I got something for you. But in game three, I'm pretty sure Sandy didn't score it. Why'd you scratch him? I think Jesse anyway. has something for you. Seventy. In and you take out the uh Spezza, not Spezza, the Simmons Clifford spot. Nah. No, you need those bodies. What, another thing that we've learned from the past few years is you need those bodies. At least one of those two okay. is, then you, is playing in then the Then you don't have the, the other bottom pair, uh, fourth uh, line. 
Sand all? You know? Oh, wait, wait, what do you mean? Maybe maybe you don't have Spets then. You know? Well, Spets is not playing tonight. There you go. I don't know. I don't think he's going to play game one. What about 7D? You don't, eh? Who do you think plays game one? I kind of think it might be what they got going tonight. Clifford, Simmons, and... Clifford and Simmons? Uh, right, it's, uh, it's Clifford, Blackwell, Simmons. Blackwell has to play. On the fourth line. There's I, a, he has to play. Maybe it's yeah. Blackwell and Simmons. Blackwell and Clifford. And then you run with 7D. I, Why not? Coaches, I think coaches and players both hate 7D. <laughs> they both hate it. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Unle- like something catastrophic would have to happen. Like if Riley goes down, you consider using 7D just to spread it out maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be Blackwell in the middle. Maybe Spets on the right. And the le- the left wing slot is going to be one of Clifford and Simmons. Yes. At very least. Yes. And then to me, center is Blackwell's. And then right wing is either Simmons or Spetsa. I also don't expect Keith to stick with it if it doesn't work. Like if, no. if Simmons comes out and, and we're like, okay, in this five minutes, he wasn't really effective. And we don't see it. Then that becomes Clifford's spot. If Clifford's not that great, then Simmons will go on. And maybe we'll have Spetsa there. You know, I feel like he'll do those in-series adjustments. Because he's he's tend to we've seen that from him a lot over the last two years. I haven't looked at the numbers, like the actual advanced numbers, and I think they matter. And I don't know if there's been enough stamp, sample size for them to matter in this particular case. But I test only. Okay, I've thought every time Kyle Clifford has been in the in the lineup, he has made he has made an impact. You notice him from time to time. He's a, and not he had that disastrous. one really bad game. I thought, but uh, generally speaking, he's been. Exactly what they need. Right? A fourth liner. Like, Abrazazi, bless him, and we haven't even brought him up in, the, in this conversation. Because he hasn't been noticeable. It's Yeah, but that's... It's not his fault. It's like how I talked about you can't put Nick Robertson on the fourth line. That's Abrazazi. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I'm Matthew Nice, who's meeting with Kyle Dubas, and we're having a conversation about where I fit into the lineup... um, <laughs> It's fourth line um, or nothing. Yeah. Like, you're not moving Bunting. You're not moving Mikheyev. You're not moving Nylander, certainly. Or Engvall, I guess. By the way, Matthew Nyes and, and uh, Dubas met yesterday. Oh. And he's going to take some time. And I'm assuming that probably means the weekend. Because there ain't much time left. Why? It, you know, everyone's talking about uh, he's going to sign or he's going to go back to school. Like, why isn't him signing and not going back to school an option like what if he signs and he's a regular for the Leafs next year yeah well I think that's more likely the case I think people just want to know if they're going to have that sort of depth for the playoff run I, you know I mean I, I I don't I think that people obviously um feel like um I think because of the injury history with the Leafs I think Tavares we you know that's still ringing in our ears from last year against Montreal um, as much as we have a lot of forward depth, you still sort of always want more, right? They have forward depth, but here's the problem uh, that the Leafs face. And I, I don't know what the solution is for it. If one of Matthews, Marner, Tavares, or Nylander go down, you don't have someone on the Marlies who can replace that. You don't. Kerfa goes down. Bunting goes down. Engvall goes down. Uh, maybe not so much Camp. Anyone on the fourth line, you have guys who can fill that role and be fine. Mm-hmm. 
You have Nick Robertson. You have Joey Anderson. Um, you have Alex Steves. You have other players, right? Maybe Kasha, you know? Uh, I hope. Yeah. Oh, man, I really hope Kasha. Well, I mean, you put him on the fourth line mm-hmm. if he's healthy. Yeah, he's in the lineup. He's 100% in the lineup. Um, maybe he might even be on the second line, uh, depending on how healthy he is. Yeah, I moved down uh, Kerfoot. Yeah. But their high-end talent is so difficult to replace, and Nyes is one of one of two guys I look at and I go, well, he might have the high-end talent to play in the top six. Robertson is the other. Yeah, but you're not getting injury protection for your stars. Like, that's unreasonable. If, if any Leaf fans thinking, ah, you know, we need Nyes because he's going to be injury protection for Matthews, like, that's not a reasonable thing to expect. No team ever can have that. I think Abruzzese slots into the top six. If right. yeah, but that's, that still, that's still not replacing their production. No, you know, I know. It's just a body that's going to play there and it's going to fit, but it's not that star. It's not Marner. It's not Matthews. Yeah. It's not Tavares. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I've said this already. I'm a little, this is, we're making this into a, a far bigger story yeah. than it needs to be. It, like, it just, I think he's going to be very good. Very good. I think, like, even to that point, when we talk about the fourth line, we're like, man, it, Clifford, Simmons, Spezza, Blackwell, what's going to happen there? We're, if we're nitpicking the fourth line like that at the end of the series, that's not what's going to be deciding factor here. It's going to be how they play defensively as a team. It's going to be the goaltending. Goaltending's and it's going to yeah. be the goal score. Yeah. It's going to be those three things. It's, do they learn how to play competent defense? We'll continue playing competent yep. defense in front of the net. Is, the goal, is Jack Campbell going to show up and be November Jack Campbell? Is Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Willie going to score? That's what it comes down to. And the rest of it's just, it's great fodder. It's great talk because that's what the coaching staff is thinking about. They're look, nitpicking the entire lineup top to bottom. We do the same thing. But what it's going to come down to if they beat um, a Florida, a Tampa, or a Boston is those three things. It's, it's also going to be interesting down the stretch to see, like, uh, Sheldon Keefe hasn't been given a reason to really get out the blender up front. And, <laughs> but that, they have nine games to maintain that. And I kind of think screwing with it would be the wrong thing to do. There's no reason to split up the top line. There's mm-hmm. a second line. Yeah, I don't know. He does but it the third in game. line is really good. He does it in game. Nylander goes up with the uh, with the top unit um, when he's coming. I think it's going into his third line. When the third line's coming out, he sometimes comes out early. And I think it is. sometimes as the post penalty kill yes. line. Or um, he'll even be out there late in a penalty kill. But those, those are situational. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, all things equal, those are, the, those are the three. And then the fourth line, interchangeable. What do you need tonight? You need a battering ram? You, you need a little bit of finesse? Like, Abruzzese and Spezza together on the fourth line. Like, that's a regular season fourth line. Tonight, they have an evaluation game against Washington Capitals. Look who's out there. All right. And that's the fourth line's not going to win them or lose them the series. No, but <laughs> can Matt? Ma- it won't Austin win you. It won't. It won't win you a series. It can lose you one for the couple bad goals. Yeah, just like sure. your just like your last pair of defensemen can do a spin of ram in overtime. Sure, but Austin Matthews <sighs> lost you. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, not, not showing up, lost you that yeah, series. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> that you're right. Frederick Anderson letting in a oh, not Frederick. Uh, Jack Campbell letting in the one he still beats him up. So he b- beats himself up over. Oh, the first one in Game you Seven this, loses he, you a series. If he could just stop like, beating himself up, that'd be that, super. Cool. That mentality yeah. loses you a series. Like yeah. those are the things that are. In, Austin Matthews better show up and have this seventy goal pace in the playoffs. That's what's going to win you a series. Yep. Yep. Not Spezza. Yep. 
If Spezza is the one winning you the series, then you got a problem Man, with your roster. That's, and, and Spezza almost won them the series last year. <laughs> so, and that's a problem. That is a problem. That Austin, is a problem. show up. I think the problem with the last two years is Spezza was such a big part of the yeah, team. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not even that he's bad. It's like... That can't be the guy. <laughs> Jesus, guys. Like, can you please, please act like your stars? He's and, 86 years old. He's like, 80... <laughs> trillion jason spezza signed the declaration of independence jason spezza was on the ice the last time the leafs won a playoff series in t- 2004 versus the ottawa That's senators right. he was on the ottawa senators he's three years older than adam and i um <laughs> bruins are hosting pittsburgh it at uh in 2023 for the winter classic at fenway which should be an amazing Ooh. game although it'll be cold as they've F. done that before have they not at fenway i don't know i've always thought i thought they did the they did know. gillette they there. did Gillette because I yeah. know uh, and and I remember Pete Blackburn was like skating on the ice for that. Like he got to actually do like a warm up game or oh, something. Did he? I did. Yeah, I was. Pretty, oh, maybe I'm thinking. About I, it. I got to. I did the media skate. That was fun. Uh, or wait, on that I? one, on Gillette. Uh actually, no, I don't remember. I thought it was Pete that got to do that. Yeah, because I don't think I brought my <laughs> skates to Boston. You're right. <laughs> no, I got to skate at uh, BMO. Oh, different country. <laughs> Did I, skate at I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, right. I don't remember. So they had because Boston's had one, right? And it wasn't. It wasn't at Fenway. It was at. Gillette. I think they did do one. At yeah. Fenway. Did they? All- I'm. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure because they've had an outdoor game before but the Bruins. Yeah. Oh, they've had plenty. They've had lots. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong? I'm just laughing at Steve. I just don't know what country I skated in. I'm no. Steve Dangle, everybody. As it might have been too. Big, big waff of a cigarette. <laughs> I like life. Um, I think uh, it is the second time. Next year's Winter Classes will mark the second time the Bruins have hosted at Fenway. So, yeah, there was a previous outdoor game at Fenway. Who was it? Uh, Billy? Was that the Marco Sturm game? The Sportsnet article does not say. Gosh yeah. darn it. When that was. Wow. Okay. I'm okay. going to complain to Sportsnet. Um, First name sports. Uh, okay, so then the last thing I wanted to get to is I just want to do a little shout out for Johnny Gaudreau on 100 points this year. I don't know if you saw the picture of him with his fa- of his parents after the game, but no. I thought it was yeah, like just they they showed up and he got his hundredth point and the season that that guy has had is, is nothing short of remarkable. No, like again, I don't know. It's like every year the hockey world picks a team to ignore. And I don't know why it's the well. We've given a lot year. of air to the Flames, and they've let us down a lot. The yeah, last but, two years, I'd have been like, Flames have got to be contending for a Stanley Cup, and each and every time they're like, fart. We yeah, suck. but they've been sick like all year. That top line, the friggin' dude, Elias Lindholm, mm-hmm. Matthew Kachuk, and Johnny Gaudreau. Matthew, super not traded Kachuk. <laughs> uh, Jake Markstrom mm-hmm. having like a Vesna worthy season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shillington breaking out, dude. They're great. They are great. They're, they're incredible. Great. It's uh, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun to watch. It was kind of cool to see. Um, and Daryl Sutter poetry slam. Yeah, <laughs> they've been, they've been fun. They have like to, there's, there's a swagger to, to the Flames again. There is confidence, and, right? and I took a lot of shit for how I reacted to this game. But uh, you know, we keep talking about the stretch run, but the Leafs when they got hammered by the Flames, I think it was just after the All Star break. I took one look at how they performed in that game and went, oh, shit. This team is going to be a problem. They're a great team, man. Great team. I just want our Western fans who have been bugging us and saying, hey, guys, you're not talking about the Flames enough. You're right. Here they are. Talking about the Flames. They're pretty great. I swear I talk about them all the time. We do, but, yeah, you know, I, it I, doesn't... I, I think... 
I think it's not enough. I think that's what they're telling. It's not enough. Okay. Not nearly enough. Well, I hope you applied for Game Over Calgary. <laughs> um, then you can talk about it to your heart's content. Um, okay. Uh, and with that, I think, you know what? Let's do a little bit of a longer uh, press conference today. What do you guys think? Sure. Let's do it.